So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay here. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 205 for uh, is it July? July 7th, 2019. My name is Nathan Reitenspruth, and joining me in order of importance this week, we got Earl Grey Third. I dispute this order immediately. <laughs> and we have Andrew Rowe McFain. This is me. It's okay. If, if Connor was here this week, he would be number three. Anyway, so Earl, you haven't been here for a while. What games have you been playing lately, and where can we find you online? Well, starting back in April, I say, uh, let's see, what did I buy in April? No, no, I won't do that to you. I could be found online at E-A-R-L-G-R-A-Y-T-H-I-R-D. That's Earl Grey Third on Twitter. I can also be found, uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. That's Most about Taco it. Taco Bells. Um, <laughs> uh, or Caesars. if you are in the, what's that? Little Caesars. You can, you'll free, Little Caesars, you... getting some $5 hot and ready's. Yeah. If you're in the Baltimore, Maryland area, I can be found occasionally at the store uh, that I co-own, which is Regen Video Games in the White Marsh Mall on the second floor, just next to the jewelry store, right by the Dave & Buster's. So here's my question. Yeah. How, how is that working for you? Turning a profit? You don't have to it tell going- you don't have to tell it's, me like your strict financials or anything. Sure. No, we're we're doing we're doing pretty well for ourselves. We're actually very pleased. Uh, June was convention month. We had three conventions in a row, which made for some very busy weekends. And uh, let's see, the first one that we went to was our first time there, and we did relatively well. We sold better than we thought. It was a tattoo convention, so it was sort of nerdery adjacent. But we sold a lot of our Japanese laser discs. They were a big hit there. And wait, wait, the wait, second... wait, wait, wait. You had Japanese laser discs and you didn't tell me? Japanese laser discs, you say? Lolly lo. What am I going to do? Like toss them towards the West? Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we get them. Well, yeah, well we if, you, if you happen to fly over Oregon, just drop them out of just, the plane. Just DB Cooper them. Yeah. Just, well, okay. Well, you know what? I will, uh, if I can remember, next time we place an order. I will just set one aside for you, and you can just have a random Japanese laser disc because they look cool. I, they are they are really cool. When I went to the yeah. Portland Retro Gaming Expo last year, somebody had a bunch of Super Sentai. Oh, that's on, pretty cool. And I, but they were like fifty dollars a disc, and I was like, well, oh that, no! Isn't that who you bought your laser disc player from? Uh, no, there was a there were like three people with laser discs there last year. Because I remember you bought a pretty nice one. Yep, I have a I have a really nice it was 80 bucks wasn't too bad and it's one of the the dual it's one of the ones that flips automatically Ooh, that's nice mine doesn't yeah. do that and it's karaoke nice mine is mine is nice. also karaoke which is a weird little thing to have yes it is so um anyway sorry you go continue going on you went so, to one convention was a tattoo convention tattoo convention then we went to awesome con which is in ohio and we were able to beat last year's sales there, which uh, we're very happy about. And then we went to too many games outside of Philadelphia for, I believe, our third or fourth year in a row. Yeah. And we broke our previous record by 150%. So not to brag, but we were very fortunate. We're, we're very pleased with how that worked out. We've so, got a new... 
Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask, uh, are, are there any other conventions you're planning on going to and uh, that, you, that you want to brag about and tell people about on this podcast? Not for the remainder of the year. Okay. Um, the next one is MAGFest in, uh, in January. But that sort of works out for us because now we can focus on getting our stock back up for the holiday season. Uh, believe right. it or not, the holiday season is obviously a big seller for us. But also, we usually see uh, an odd spike in sales sometime in like September, October. Uh, college kids get nostalgic for stuff out of the blue. And then they're living in their own place, so they suddenly want an N64 again or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I can also imagine that September, October is probably about when the parents are going to start going and thinking about buying Christmas gifts. Exactly. Get your so. early shoppers, which those are the smart ones because yeah, this is going to sound absolutely insane. Come December, you're not going to be able to find a PlayStation 2 for your life. Like, no. <laughs> No. It's bizarre. We sell right through them. Now, Wii's, we have hundreds of, not hundreds, but like the we give more money for a Wii controller, a Wiimote, than oh, we give. Oh, those things are ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Um, no, the, the system I think we give like five bucks for because. Yeah, I just, have. There's no uh, use. I may have four PlayStation 2s myself. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, PS2s, they sell consistently and they sell well. Uh, you get the hacking community that wants to install a hard drive. Yep. You get the general nostalgic community. And then, you know, it's honestly a good value system because you can play PS1 games as well. Yeah. And it's more, yeah. it's more reliable, reliable hardware than the PS1. Well, on the PS3, you can, um, you can hack them now to play PS2 games, but only about half of them work. And okay, then, because it's emulation based, right? Yeah. Unless you have one of the original 60 gigs. Yes. Which yes. are going for a lot of money now. They are. <laughs> we're, we're selling them in. Next time the I visit Aroa. No, anyway. Just, just south of $200 now. I mean, yeah. we're, when I say we're selling them, I mean like they're moving at that price. That's actually, I mean, okay, let's let's back up here. That's actually pretty good. Uh, for, for a PlayStation 3 with backwards compatibility, that's not bad. Considering yeah, that's, that's giving you HDMI output for PS2 and PS1, exactly. Yeah. That's and that's our that's for the model that's full hardware backwards compatibility. Yeah, that's yeah. not emulation. That's actually really yeah. good. I would pay two hundred for that. I would. Yeah, and would, we've yeah. got a we've got a guy on staff that uh, is very good with soldering and doing electrical repairs. So we make sure that the uh, issue that they are stuck with, which is which is usually bad thermal paste, on, yeah. I think it's the GPU. We make sure that's all good, and it's a uh, you know ninety day guarantee. That's cool. So you so, fix uh, it up before you sell it. That's good. We do. We we make sure everything's tested and refurbished. So do you why... full on reballing? Sorry, what was that? Do what? Do you, do you reball them too, or or just replace the thermal stuff? All right, you are probably saying something that is way out of my league. I understand uh, what you're saying, but what I... what is reballing? Uh, it, it's you're replacing the solder which attaches the chip to the board basically I would have to ask that because that's I'm not the one that does that but <laughs> <laughs> our guys our guys pretty good so I would imagine he does that or he at least probably reflows it with some flux yeah but that's, um, uh, that, that's something especially with uh, you know the original 360s like if you're if you're gonna buy those secondhand, that's something major to look out for is whether or not the refurbishers reballing those. Yeah. You know what? I will ask that, and then I will get back to you because actually, 
if we are doing that, then I'm thinking that's something that we should be advertising because that's probably that is value. yeah, that's definitely a value proposition. I look yeah. I look forward to Thanks hearing for, about that in November up. when Earl returns. <laughs> you made the joke. <laughs> you made the joke I was going to make, but decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, so you don't have any. Why aren't you? Because you go to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo this year, and you mm-hmm. just said you had the time off. Yeah, not gonna not gonna have a booth or anything. Well, for one, uh, Portland Retro Gaming Expo is just, I really enjoy going out there. It's a nice, it's a nice, it's sort of like my calm before the storm, before the holiday travel season. Yeah. Uh, So it's just a nice decompression time. And also the logistics of shipping out all that stuff to Portland, you know, that could just be a real pain in the neck. Yeah. Maybe in the future we'll do it, but it's a lot. Adam and Nina do that. And I don't know how they do that. Adam and Nina do that. Do you know how they do it? They bring all that stuff in their luggage. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's amazing. That's like a I'm lot impressed. Of stu- they have they bring massive posters. I know. I'm yeah. consistently impressed. The stuff that we bring. So if I could go off on a brief aside, something I'm very happy with. Uh another one of our owners, Kat, she has been focusing on making sure that at gaming centric conventions. So not necessarily like Awesome Con is an anime convention, primarily. Right. And we also sell video games there. So we'll sell, like, you know, repros of Fire Emblems that didn't come out in America, stuff that the anime crowd would really enjoy. The approach for TMG and for MAGFest that she has really got down to a science, and I'm very happy to say this, is she curates what we bring. So, okay. like, to use a... a schlocky phrase uh all killer no filler like we make sure that we're not one of those booths that's got a million maddens that's what i was gonna say yeah you know a bunch of stuff so we will bring things like you know we'll bring seven copies of super mario world we will bring our you know rarer super nintendo titles and we do take trade-ins as well you know we brought two msx's with us this year and we sold the high-end one which i was really impressed by you know, we'll we'll sell things that uh, the appeal lies in the fact you're not going to run into this every day, and yeah. that's something that we're trying to establish as a presence at these conventions uh, because that's less common than you think. You know, okay. it's, it's a shame. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can appreciate that too because I know that uh, the last convention I went to uh, around here, pretty much every booth that was selling anything that that wasn't explicit well even the the stuff that was explicitly anime focused it really seemed like they just focused on let's just bring basically half our store in and yeah. sell it there yeah and, and it, i mean it, it, it just feels overwhelming for one because there's too much to look for and also you're just looking through a bunch of trash trying to find yeah, the treasures you, you want to bring exactly. like like okay do you want to bring your three sega genesis model twos or <laughs> right your your turbo duo because exactly. the turbo was, duo most likely is going to sell right there was one exactly. there was one booth that did a pretty decent job where they had all of the like claw machine figurines in their own little section okay where oh, right. because there were there were a couple of other booths where they had all these really cheap like well they're, yeah they're claw machine figurines that cost maybe like 40 yen if you if you bought them or not 40 in, but uh, 40 bucks uh, if you bought them there. And, you know, they're not even worth that. 
and they're all mixed in with these like two hundred dollar that's actually a pretty decent price kind of super high-end figurines and it's just a mess so mm. having having a booth that that cuts down on that i think is something that a lot of people can appreciate yeah, yeah it's it's cool. played out very well for us so so anyway I'm re- what is it? region <laughs> in between dave and busters and the jewelry shop yes in the white marsh mall we can also be found on facebook twitter pretty much every social media that we have as region you guys don't do R-E's. online don't do online ordering or anything uh we do oh, okay if you have something that you're looking for uh we can definitely uh try and find it for you okay and we'll sh- we'll, we will ship things out so like say somebody doesn't live in the maryland area and they follow our facebook and they see something that's come in they can message us and ask uh hey has this been sold yet yeah perfect anyway uh aroa where can we find you what games have you played this week uh, well, you can just head on over to Aroa.website. I don't remember what I added recently to that, but I added something, and your I think PayPal. it was just something I forgot. Your PayPal. No, it was not my PayPal. What? What is your uh, PayPal? It's Aroa.me or something? Uh, no, it, well, it's PayPal.me slash Aroa, I think. There we go, yeah, yeah. PayPal. Or you can just, you could, if you wanted to give me money, you could just go to my coffee, which is linked on my Twitch. Which Perfect. is also just, I, I think it's Aroa Money. Because <laughs> um, I, I think a row was too short or something like that. Has anyone has anyway. anyone actually given you money before? No, but I also haven't streamed anything of substance in a while. And so, uh, whenever so, people would would want to give me money, it was whenever I was actually like putting effort into my streams. Somebody actually came in to my stream the other day who hadn't been there for a couple months, and he's like, "Here's five dollars," and I was like, "Oh, cool." So. I was I was very happy about it. Anyway, what games have you played? Um, well, right now I'm playing uh Totally Accurate Battle Simulator. Literally forgot, right this uh, moment, by the way. Yeah, literally right now. I've been playing it this whole time. <laughs> um it's uh it's pretty great to see it finally out. I, I forgot that it had come out. Uh it just like suddenly showed up and was like, Hey, you can play this now. Because I had had it like pre-purchased for quite a while, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's great. I I love this this kind of like not intense strategy kind of kind of thing it has going for it, where there oh, is yeah. definitely thought to be put into it, but it's not. It's not like, like total war. Yeah, it's it's much more goofy and off the wall, and they they make sure that you you see that is the point yeah um and it's so much better than that one game that came out a couple of years ago i think that was trying to capitalize on the popularity of the alpha for totally accurate battle simulator it was um I, the one where you can put like t-rexes versus i think it was like bears. ultimate epic battle simulator or some yeah, shit like epic that. battle simulator but, i think it, but it was it was something like that but yeah you could you had all of these Unreal Engine assets that you could drop in, and they would run at each other. And some of it was cute, admittedly, yeah. but there was so much less substance to it. Whereas the actual Totally Accurate Battle Simulator has a full-on campaign. It's not like a story or anything. It's just that things progress. It's not just, here's a whole bunch of units, throw them at each other, play with the play with the toys, you little baby. Yeah. Uh, there is that. There is a sandbox mode, and there are like little hidden units that you can unlock and stuff like that. 
there's a campaign editor and there's apparently a unit editor coming oh. and i'm really excited to see what that turns out to be um because unlike the uh unlike the beat saber devs i actually have confidence in these guys putting together a decent product in the end um <laughs> Well, Beat Saber has a good foundation. Beat Saber is a great rhythm game in and of itself, but the developers don't seem to be able to maintain focus for any length of time outside of maybe the... I don't know, it's a bad sign whenever you basically have to rewrite a whole game from the ground up over the course of uh, release. Yeah. Like, that seems like bad. Uh, And whenever whenever your your community has to build the, the... song editor tools for you uh in the meantime while you while you say that you're still building the song editor and then they finally release the editor dude dude he they're just following the Bethesda method (laughs) release a broken game and let the community fix it well it's and the, the game isn't broken it was just very bare bones yeah and only survives because of the community around it which it is very close to the Bethesda model. Now that I yeah. say that out loud, <laughs> it's like at least Skyrim had a decent base game to it, right? Like Beat, Beat Saber had eight songs, something like that. And, yeah, yeah. And like, they're not, and they're not good songs, even for the most part. No, they're they're yeah. very uh, they're very two thousand seven. Yeah, uh, like techno or or like yeah, it was. Like dubstep. I think two of them are just really generic dubstep tracks. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's something. But um that's uh I also played and streamed, which I need to uh I think that's that's gonna be what I try to do this week. I wanna try to start working after I get home again, uh to edit together a highlight reel of Five Nights at Freddy's VR. Oh right, 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 uh, right. How bad was that? Uh it was fucking like it, it, bad in terms of like quality or bad in terms of painful to experience both, both of those both of them but, like the the game itself is incredibly well put together well that's good that's uh, i good. couldn't i couldn't have asked for anything better from the official dev right like because i, I played a fan version of five nights at freddy's one remade in vr and it was fairly competent albeit like obviously made for fans and so it wasn't balanced particularly well this yeah. one um it, since it's made by scott Cawthon and a dev studio that he worked with uh it, it all feels very very balanced in in the same way as the original games although at least with five nights at freddy's one it progresses a lot faster yeah uh, but there are also there are no like hard difficulty versions of anything like in the regular five nights games you unlock night six and night seven typically right right Um, right right right. or and then you unlock like a super well you unlock the custom mode which has the super difficult mode built into that the what 20 Uh, 20 20 20 mode i think that's called right yeah yeah you could you basically adjust the the difficulty level of each individual ai up beyond what is it's actually capable of in the normal game right but uh, there is none of that in Five Nights VR. There is a sort of hard mode kind of thing in this this weird alternate mode. It, it doesn't actually make anything more difficult, usually. 
it just kind of changes the, the levels. It's hard to explain. Um, like one of one of the things is you have to uh, repair uh, or or otherwise work on the animatronics, and the hard mode of one of those just makes all the lights really weird. So it's kind of hard to see. It yeah. would honestly probably kill someone who had like a sensitivity to that. Um, but so would most of Five Nights at Freddy's 3. So, uh, but yeah, it's really well put together and I hated it. I hated playing it. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't actually like I enjoyed myself, but uh, like I screamed a lot um, and very legitimately. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, it's utterly terrifying. VR's um, VR's got situations. like I don't get scared from games, but I would imagine VR would be a different experience. Yeah, like like I can watch somebody play Five Nights. I can even watch somebody like I watched somebody play Five Nights VR before I actually played it myself. And I'll jump sometimes because it's a jump scare. But when I'm actually playing it, like playing the VR version of this, it's like I, I legit screamed like a lot <laughs> that's good because it, it's just right there you can't do anything about it so um, yeah highly recommend if you like five nights that you pick that up there's a the ending is very interesting and i'm kind of excited at the prospects of where scott can take the series now that he's worked with another dev studio who can like do something good with yeah. uh with his properties so, I'm going to move on to me now. You can find me everywhere. That's fine. Uh, uh, you can find me everywhere. We've got, it's been 21 minutes already, okay? I didn't even talk about the games I've been playing. I know. I noticed I cut you off on that, and I was like, <laughs> no, you're oh, good. no. You're fine. Uh, we, uh, we advertised your business. That's good I enough, I was going right? to say, I was, yeah, call it even in my book. Yeah. Uh, you can find me, Nathan Reeton's Ruth, everywhere at Reeton. So Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on YouTube, Reeton uh, Entertainment on YouTube as well. You can find the uh, website. It's ReetonEntertainment.com. The podcast, if you just randomly stumbled across this, you can find it um, at Reeton Podcast on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. They're all linked down below. So uh, games I've been playing. The Witcher 3. Uh, do you guys... You guys don't mind if I spoil something, right? Of Witcher Three. No. Uh, realistically, I'm never actually going to play it. So. No, it's it is definitely not your type of game. So anyway, um, it, they did something that I wish more games would let me let me do. Okay, I'm going to explain this. Is you're trying to expel a demon from somebody, and the way to expel the demon from somebody is you have to commit a terrible a a terrible thing you have to do a terrible thing and then the demon will be like oh his conscience is going to be bad and so the whole idea is that you have to trick this demon and then after the demon is tricked then he ends up leaving because you actually don't have a guilty conscience so i'm standing there in a room and this lady comes in and she had stolen a newborn baby <laughs> And she's like, here, take this baby. And you, your two options are give the baby back or throw the baby into the oven. <laughs> My word. So I immediately threw the baby into the oven. And, of course you did. <laughs> and so the reason why was I was like 95% sure that it was an illusion. Oh, no. And so I threw the baby in the oven. 
<laughs> and my friend who was watching me was like, oh, my God. I'm like, what? I just, like, if a game tells me to throw a baby into the oven, I'm throwing the baby into the oven. Like, I'm you taking that You were just following oven. orders. And so I was right. It was an illusion. So the demon ended up be- leaving. But I was like, they need to have more choices like that in games where you can just do something completely terrible. Can you and... imagine that demon, like, afterwards being like, Man, I can't believe he called that bluff. That is intense. Good job. Good job. <laughs> yeah, and but so... The, but then your character goes, what? That's an illusion. <laughs> Damn it. Ah, I just really right. hate babies. Um, <laughs> so, so the game's good. It gives you those moral things. Um, I've been playing it for about a month now, and I am, I, I'm okay with it being over. I need it to end so I can move on to a different game. And... I also played uh, My Time in Porsche because that's free with the... Uh, well, it's not free, but it's included in the Game Pass on PC. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. What is it? Um, it's, it's a like Harvest Moon. adventure game, isn't it? No, it's like Harvest oh, okay. Moon. It's like Harvest oh, no, Moon. I had it. I, I can't... I, yeah, I got, I got it confused with a different game. So you like... You, you don't... Uh, it's a little bit better than like Harvest Moon, in my opinion, or uh, Animal Crossing. And, and my wife hated it. Yeah, it's not great. You go in and you build like you build stuff and you're supposed to do jobs for people around town. Uh and but it does have like uh mines that you go through to get new items and you can actually like fight monsters in there. So that's pretty cool. I just really don't like Harvest Moon or or Animal Crossing and I don't understand the appeal. I really don't understand the appeal, Aroa. Why did you even play it then? Uh, because I needed a game to play on Friday, and I it was included on Game Pass. Just play so. Crackdown Three. That's my that's my go to. I but, need to waste some time in a bad game. But is that's a bad game, right? We need to Not play. Really. We need like to play a uh, Sea of Thieves or something because we still haven't played that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't think I played any other games this week. Uh, oh, I played Slay the Spire, of course. So, anyway, let's move on to some news stories. And uh, good news, they're coming out with Windows 3.1, or I'm sorry, 1.0, baby. Finally. You almost made the mistake of saying the one that people actually care about. Yeah. Does it have reversey? Uh, I have no idea. So, Microsoft just teased something where they showed the Windows 10 logo, and then it went all the way back to, like, it went through all the logos in reverse chronological order. And until it got to Windows 1.0. As Aroa and I were talking, apparently it's going to be released tomorrow, The whatever mm-hmm. they're doing. And it's going to be a tie-in for Stranger Things. Which, so, it's interesting because okay. Stranger Things Season 3 already came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So And so there I, is not a single mention of Microsoft... Or anyone using a PC in general? You so know what I it's... really want? Uh, new Pepsi. That's what I want. No. Uh, new Coke. Sorry. New Coke. They I actually... Like I, would, I would love that. They actually yeah, did. Like they, they, they did. They released it. Why? Uh, they released it as a tie-in for Stranger Things. What? Was it actual like... new Coke or was it just like... No, it, it's, it's new Coke. They remade it just like they did Surge. What? I totally missed this. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, new Coke is bringing or Coke is bringing back New Coke for yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. So if you want to, I think you can buy some online. Buy some New Coke. It's Pepsi. Uh, Does it taste like Pepsi? That's what I'm told. That's what I, I've read online. And uh, basically, what happened in the 80s was Coke sales started to slip. And so they came out with New Coke that tasted sweeter and tasted more like Pepsi. And then New Coke failed, and then, you know, you know the story. So they... Coca-Cola has produced under 500,000 cans of New Coke and expects to run out quickly. And that was in May. Oh, okay. They're all gone forever. Yes. Time to go to eBay. (laughs) And make sure I don't accidentally buy one that's actually from 1985. So I'm going to do some speculation here. And... I have no idea what 1.0 is going to Windows 1.0 tie-in is going to be, but I really hope it's a Windows 1.0 skin for Windows 10. I would love that. <laughs> I know you would. That would actually be really cool. And it would be even cooler as if with the skin you could only have one application showing at a time. <laughs> no, no, you can have you can have as many as you want. They just only tile. Oh, okay. Right, right. Um, so I have no idea what this is going to be. We'll, we'll update you next week on what the Windows 1.0 thing is. Uh, pretty much brace yourself for the mediocre on that. So, Well, it is Microsoft, so bracing for the mediocre is pretty much what you can do. Yeah, well, Microsoft or Macs, pretty much either of any operating system is going to be pretty standard. True. Yeah. This I will say, though. I absolutely love, and I've held this opinion for a while, the Windows 1.0 logo. I think that is clean and elegant. and It is nice. I think, I think that should be their go-to logo. I think it looks fantastic. This dumb well, that's, trapezoid that's, they've got now. Well, yeah. I was going to say, that the, the most recent logo that they have is like a throwback to that. Yeah, yeah I just I just love the, the rounded, uh, which actually it's kind of ironic that the corners on the Windows 1.0 are rounded because they famously weren't until Windows XP. Yeah. Because that's a whole, that's a, a crazy Steve Jobs story. I'm not sure if you all know that. No. But um, Steve Jobs, when Mac OS was being made, Steve Jobs was insistent that the corners on all the windows would be rounded. And the engineer was like, that will take precious uh like you know resources away from what we need other things to do in the operating system that sentence made no sense but you know what i'm saying and uh steve jobs apparently was like come on we're gonna take a ride and then drove the dude around for an hour and pointed out how like highway signs and street signs and everything has curved corners and he's like we have to make it look like the real world so you know color never mind but curved corners yes Uh, i yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't I'm not gonna lie. It. I I absolutely love everything about old Mac OS's design. Oh, they're beautiful, uh, isn't it? Though, like, yeah, I remember. I remember the first time I used Snow Leopard, and I went. I I was in awe at how beautiful the operating system was, and that's not yeah. something I have ever said about any Windows operating system. I remember with Snow Le- Snow Leopard in particular the way the dock was like inlaid and it looked like it was at an angle. I just thought that looked so nice. Yeah. I I hate, absolutely hate the way that modern OSs have flattened everything. They really have. 
Yeah. I think it's because of phones, because phones have become less skeuomorphic over time. So yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's why. Yeah. So operating systems in turn have as well. Yeah. But it's a real I, shame. It's just, we've, we've lost I them. don't know. Like, what was wrong with skeuomorphism other than it made, I guess it was, it's just that it's harder to design everything to make it look like the real world. And maybe it is I just make a bunch of flat shapes, but it looked so much cooler. It did. I, and I think it might be as simple as the people who designed that kind of thing probably loved the idea that they were the only ones that knew what skeuomorphism was. And then when they found <laughs> out that, that everybody knew what it was, they're like, well, fine, we're not going to do it anymore. It's not I, special anymore. So, so I still run Vista. So, you know, <laughs> I run it. You know, I, I do I, think that Vista is the best looking Windows OS. I like, will say this outside of outside of 2K, like yeah, like I, uh, I it it looked nice, but it ran like crap. Well, yeah. So, uh, the only reason I I still run it is for uh, Halo Two, obviously, so I can play Halo Two PC version. Well, so you know you'll be able to upgrade eventually. They'll they'll get there. <laughs> they'll get there one day. So I used to be a Windows user for a long time, and I'll go on the record as saying that. Windows 98 second edition. Uh honestly, one of my favorite OS experiences bar none. It it's it definitely good. one of the most solid operating systems I've ever used. So nicely refined. I miss yeah. it so much. The the like, first if that's edition what Windows still was. Yeah. That's the, that's I wouldn't be a Mac user. The first edition sucked. I can't be a Mac user. I play too many video games, Earl. Ah, well, get a PS4. I have a PS4 and an Xbox One. Well, I, look at Mr. Moneybags. Has to have <laughs> his computer. His computer games. Yes. Just have a just have a separate computer for video games. I have and have I your own... main computer be a Mac. A yeah, there you I go. Don't you, you hate know money? I al- you you know I already have two computers. Yeah. That are hooked up together. Uh huh. So you That's want perverse. me to get another one? Yeah. That's like two thousand dollars. <laughs> I'll just make least. a Hackintosh. Um. You know, I don't have the patience to make a Hackintosh. Oh, right. it's not even hard anymore. I'm just yeah. lazy. I'm not I'm not going to ruin my computer by putting Mac OS on it. Anyway. That's why I'm move... saying buy another one and put sorry. Mac OS on that. Oh, ruin okay. your computer by putting Mac OS on it? That's yes. like saying you're going to ruin your garage by putting a Porsche inside of it. Yeah. I tend to agree with that statement, honestly. <laughs> Lamborghini, use whatever beautiful car you want. I don't care about cars, man. I really don't. I have All a right. Prius. So do I. We're Prius buddies. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Epic <laughs> Games and Shenmue 3. Everyone's favorite uh, digital downloading uh, software. I don't remember. Remember what when called. they made game engines? Yeah, I remember that. Remember when they made Fortnite? Yeah. Anyway. So a trading card game. <laughs> exactly. So Epic Games has Shenmue 3 on lockdown. When Shenmue 3 originally announced, they said we're going to be we're going to be on PS4, exclusively on PS4 on consoles, and we're going to be on PC and we're going to be on Steam. And then Epic came along and they're like, "Here's millions of dollars." And they're like, "We are exclusively on Epic Game Launcher." That's where we are. And the devs refused to give refunds for anyone who bought the PC version. That was some bullshit, too. 
Yeah, and so Epic Games has now decided that they are going to honor all refunds, and they are going to pay for it. So the dev studio is not going to pay for it. It's Epic Games is going to pay for it. Which Because Epic has infinite money and can just do whatever. Apparently, I'm just really surprised. Like, I like Shenmue, uh, but let's be honest. I can't. I've tried to go back and play it. It's really hard to go back and play that game. It is so slow moving, and the controls are super awkward. Even even though they released a new version on PC, uh, they didn't really change the controls that much, and nope. so it still controls like dog crap. Yeah, uh, why would you change something that's perfect? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, Aroa. Project so, Berkeley. Uh, Shinmu Two is a lot easier to play, especially if you have the if you if you have the Xbox version of Shinmu Two, it's way easier to play, and and this the story is a lot easier to get through. But mm. I wouldn't say that either of those games were massive hits, or financially feasible whatever and... are you talking about they, they they were canceled because of uh they weren't not... canceled it, they... well, it wasn't that they, that the series was canceled because of that it was industry stuff yeah so so anyway apparently epic sees shenmue 3 as enough of a money maker that not only do they want it to be exclusive? But they're also willing to pay for the pre-orders to be refunded. This well, is a very, yeah. very stupid idea. <laughs> no, I, I think that I think they're banking hard on nostalgia. Certainly, they definitely are. But ooh, I, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad move. It, I mean. <sighs> However many would, refunds would... they have to give out will probably be made up for by the sales that they end up getting on the Epic Store. Probably. Aro, I probably. would like to hear your, your rationale behind that. Not to be argumentative, but I have a perspective and I, I'd like to hear yours because I think we might be I, in respectful disagreement. I think I think he just he just said it. He thinks that on the whole, they're gonna make more money from the game sales than the amount of refunds they're going to have to pay. Do you do you really think that many people want to play Shenmue 3? Yes. I pre-ordered it. I See, think I, I think from the crowd reaction that we saw at the announcement and the number of people who are going to go, "Oh yeah, I know about Shenmue. People talk about how cool that series was all the time." They have no idea what Shenmue actually is and they've never <laughs> played it for a second. Yeah. But they're going to go Shenmue three. That series is epic. I want to buy that on the Epic Store. Yeah, I, I yeah. really think that that's that's what it it comes down to. And okay, and Epic Epic is so profitable that right now that I think they they know that they can afford to take the risk. However, Fortnite little, is so however profitable small right now. I would I would love I would love for that to be the uh, the scenario. And and I say this all as a, a diehard Shenmue fan. Like, I played the original one on Dreamcast. I imported the second one for Dreamcast. I gave far too much money to the Kickstarter. Like, I, I gave I, 30 bucks. I gave, like, I think 350. Um, whoa, whoa, what the? F no, I just... meant, I'm a Shenmue super fan. I love Shenmue. 
like it is that game awakened things in me as far as how to look at games etc etc yeah. i but i do genuinely think that it is it is something special it really I is why. but i also i don't know it just i can't escape the fact that it's a pretty those first two games are pretty niche and they really are <laughs> this third one looks like it i am prepared to be disappointed now again i'm I do not regret the money that I donated towards it because the idea of Shenmue 3 was worth that to me and so remains you're, you're, worth that to me. You're not going to be asking for that refund? Oh, no, of course not. No. I, I presume you got the PS4 version? Uh, the, the Shenmue 3 is why I have a PS4. Oh, okay. I've so told not you only, guys that story, right? Not, not only did you drop $350 on Shenmue, uh-huh. You also dropped another two fifty on a PlayStation Four, just to play no, Shinmu. No, I did not because I went into my local GameStop to talk to this dude that works there to be like, "Yo, Shenmu Three, are you psyched?" Because he and I are both big Dreamcast fans, and he's like, "What'd you order for?" And I was like, "PS Four." He's like, "You don't have a PS Four," and I was like, "I know." And he goes, "You want to know something? I figured out." And I said, "Lay it on me, man." And he goes. We're currently running a deal where if you traded an Xbox 360 or a PS3, you get a hundred bucks towards an Xbox One or a PS4. And I was like, really? And he goes, it gets more interesting. And I was like, okay. So he says, there's no limit on how many you can trade in. He goes, I tested it. You can trade oh, you, in as you many did as tell, you want. You did tell me this. So you went yeah. down to the pawn shop or something? I, I went to the game store before uh, the one that I... Uh, my game store, and I was like, how many busted 360s do we have? <laughs> and, and they were like, uh, are you kidding me? They're 360s. We have tons of them. So I think I paid like, I I just paid what we gave for them, you know, 20 bucks a piece to part them out, and I took them down to the GameStop, and I was like, here you go. They're all busted. He's like, okay, let's see if this still works, and all it took off was a $15 refurbishment fee for each one. So I think I traded in like five 360s, so my PS4 only cost me like 80 bucks. That's Maybe a hundred. That's not bad. Yeah, but still worth it for Shenmue three. Yes. I went through all that trouble just for Shenmue three. When so here's the kicker too. You have a MacBook. Uh huh. Most Pro. Thank you most likely, couldn't you just load up Boot Camp and play it on the PC? Why would uh, I, why would I sully my beautiful Apple hardware <laughs> with Greta Garbo operating systems? Well, there's that, and also depends on when that MacBook was made. Yeah, and yeah. also let's not kid ourselves. I'm a Mac user. Do you think I know anything about that kind of stuff? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I use that... I use this for media editing. If you want me to rip some video for you, uh, you know, sure, gladly. But that man, doesn't come on physical discs. Yeah, no physical discs for me. <laughs> None so whatsoever, anyway, no optical drive, nothing. Let's let's move on, and we're going to talk about AMD and NVIDIA's rivalry, which is actually a really good thing for consumers right now. Because, sure. so, shockingly enough, capitalism is working, um, which you won't hear on this podcast very often. <laughs> but AMD has new graphics cards coming out soon, right? Like, they're this week, right, Aroa? Something like that. Isn't it just the super whatever is? Well, no. Well, okay. So AMD is coming out with the fifty seven hundred. Their their new Radeon Pros fifty seven hundred XTs. 
I believe. Yeah. And the 5700 XT and the 5700. And then NVIDIA's coming out with the uh, NVIDIA Super. So they're coming out with the, the 2060 Super, the 2070 Super, and I think the 2080 Super. I'm not sure. And I still don't really know what. So, the, so like, what that. The last so, that I'd heard, the Supers weren't even worth the money. No, they are. That's the kicker. Um, so the 2060 Super is about 3% slower than the 2070, the normal 2070 was. So they, oh. they're bringing up the 2060 to basically 2070 performance and getting rid of the 2060. The 2070 Super is as powerful as the original 2080. While not raising costs on, so but it's the it's the same price as the twenty seventy was. So basically, they're they're taking the prices and moving them down. So it basically looks like, uh, they took the twenty eighty. Well, for the for the twenty sixty, yeah, they just added they added some more hardware to it. They added two gigs of RAM. Yeah, they added two gigs of RAM and some little chippies here and there. Yeah. Basically put it just about with the 2070. Right. The 2070 is literally the 2080, but yeah. with some parts of the of the hardware turned off. Right. Um, and then, and the then they overclocked super. it. And uh, the 2080 Super... Uh, it's still less powerful than the 2080 Ti, but it's... Coming in at the same price as the 2080 was before, or even you get, cheaper. You get two more SMs, which I don't remember what those are. It's I like a know. trademark. Yeah. Uh, it's you. You get two more chips that have a bunch of cores on it. Yeah. So. So so they're basically moving, they're giving you more for per performance for the same price. They basically uh, read... couldn't. They couldn't come up with anything to actually make it worth upgrading, so they added super on the end of it, and yeah, they're selling it like that. They should have just put TI at the end and then got rid of the whatever. Um, Look, the, the Titan guess... series was already confusing enough. That's we don't true. need any of that. Shit. And we already have a twenty eighty TI, so I guess they yeah, had to put we, like I don't even there. There's a Titan Z. And the Titan and the Titan X and there's a Titan P, I think. I, <laughs> like, I don't know what any. I don't know which one's the best. I don't. So, so, so basically, they're coming out with their super cards because AMD is coming out with their new cards, which is the new RX fifty seven hundred line of graphics cards, um, which I believe are Navi. They're on the seven nanometer chips, um, and so Nvidia comes out and says we're releasing the super cards, and they're going to be cheaper or or the same price as the current rx cards that you can get which by the way if you bought a 20 or a 2060 you should be royally pissed off right now oh, um man. especially if you bought it within like the last month honestly uh, though you should never ever really uh, unless unless you're going like budget should yeah. never get the six the 60 you should never get the 60 yeah. Like the the 1060, the 2060, don't get those. Um, now, AMD was like, we're going to release our 5700 XT at, I believe, $449. 
Uh, okay, we're, we're, I'm going to read this. This is from Engadget. It says, the standard Radeon RX 5700 with 36 compute units and speeds up to 1.7 gigahertz was originally announced at $379. And that's for the normal 5700. But will instead hit shelves at $349, which is $30 off. It's also the same price as the RTX 2060. The 5700 XT that brings 40 compute units and up to 1.9 gigahertz speed will be $50 cheaper than expected, launching at $399. And the 50th anniversary with a slightly higher boost clock of the 5700 XT will cost $449 instead of $499. Uh... So it, it says here that's enough to keep them both cheaper than the 499 RTX 27, 2070 Super. So uh, competition's good because I don't think if AMD wasn't coming out with these graphics cards that will theoretically compete with the lower end NVIDIA RTX stuff, then NVIDIA wouldn't have come out with the 20 the 20 super series or whatever. So competition yeah, seems like working. these are, yeah, these are actually making NVIDIA a little bit, a little bit spooked. NVIDIA. Is... Well, and Intel should be really spooked right now. If you guys have been really uh, reading benchmarks or watching ben, uh, benchmark reviews on YouTube of the, the new, of the new Ryzen three, uh, in, Intel should be really spooked right now. Anyway, um, is, it says cool. I'm... Uh, in a tweet from AMD, it says AMD embraces competition, which drives innovation to the benefit of gamers. In that spirit, we're updating the pricing for Radeon RX fifty seven hundred series graphics cards. So that's it's a been really weirdly capitalistic way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it certainly is. Uh, What's remember this mean for Bitcoin? Bitcoin's actually gone up. It it was at like Bitcoin has gone up as of late. It was like at. 13,000 again. I was I was very surprised to see that uh, my overall value of Bitcoin went up for once. Yeah. It is at Oh, it went down. It's down to 11,500. I uh, think it's I'm still at a profit. Yeah, which Ethereum by the way is at 308. Remember when that was like 2 bucks and we knew about it? Why don't why are we stupid? And we don't why invest don't we just things? buy every cryptocurrency that comes out and invest like 20 bucks in it yeah that would probably uh, actually be see that's the thing i i put 10 bucks into bitcoin uh it's not really not really making much back for me no yeah. all right i mean i've never but i find that said, concepts that that said we did the same thing with amd didn't we nathan we did uh i was literally I the same invested, thing i actually invested a hundred dollars into amd when it was like a dollar fifty and i took it out yeah that was stupid and... of me I was I was desperate for like a little bit extra cash and I sold when I should not have and nope. I still have a little bit in them but goddamn do I wish that I had more because I had I I've told I told this on the podcast before I had four thousand dollars when AMD was like at a dollar eighty <laughs> you should have just should have just been like fuck it give me a payday loan I'll <laughs> throwing it all in I think my last. Windows PC used an AMD. I don't processor. think Oregon allows for payday loans. Good. That's because they're pre- weird. They're predatory and Oregon. Yeah. 
Or there's a lot of things Oregon doesn't allow. Uh, Oregon also doesn't allow private prisons. But so. you do allow those those weird sandwich shops that are just gambling dens, right? Uh yes, and there's Washington? also Okay. Uh there's You're also about Subway. <laughs> there's also No, they're like oh, I'm go sorry, ahead, go sorry. on. Go on. No, you go. No, they're just from correct me if I'm mistaken. They have the guise of selling sandwiches. And they do that so they can get like a gaming license, and they're just like slot machine depots. But they have well, that's a legal every loophole. gas station in Illinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really? Yeah, like that. There's yeah. a pretty much pretty <laughs> much do you have every casinos in Illinois. Yeah. Do you have casinos in Oregon? Uh, on the reservation. I was gonna say, Aro, are yours reservation casinos or? No, no. the The first casino I ever went to is just a. Oh. Wait. Okay. So it may be because now that I think about it, every casino in Illinois that I can think of is on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's man, that is some like prohibition level Illinois there. <laughs> so yeah, that might be it might be something weird like that. that okay. Like, it, can, it has it can't be on land, so they <laughs> built them all on boats. That's fantastic. I I just uh, I hope they all have straw hats and bow ties. <laughs> so, um, Mark Twain, but, please. But yeah, like every every gas station and bar uh, in like at least in my area has a gambling. Den. Like there are oh yeah there are these weird little places that aren't they aren't casinos, and I I honestly since I've never been in one I don't even know if anyone actually works there, but they only have slot machines and like video poker and stuff like that. So, so yeah, we don't have weird. Yeah, see, we, have, we, have, we have casinos, like legal. We have legalized gambling, like we have like horseshoe and all those guys. The MGM. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over Hold in on. over in Missouri, like yeah, there are casinos all over the fucking place because okay. Missouri doesn't give a shit. I don't think but... we have those gas station things. We have Kino, but that's about it. So we have yeah, pretty much. There, there's like bars will have um slot machines in them here. Uh, then there's like diners you'll go into and they'll have like a little section for gambling as well. Yeah. Huh. They'll call them uh, gaming rooms. Yeah. And then, uh, Oregon's great. We also have legal weed. So if you like, Oh no, hey, I... we, we have that January 1st. Nice. Nice. So I don't know. I don't smoke weed, but still, you know, that's cool. I'm, I'm excited. I don't either, but I wish it'd be legal in Maryland because I would love its boon to the economy. Because, yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And then, because yeah, like they they just increased gas prices here in Illinois because they raised gas tax. And I can tell you one thing: it's just going to drive more people to go to Missouri to buy gas. Yeah, because that's huh. already yeah. what we all do here. Like, I live yeah. in this weird spot where I'm like not in Missouri, but everything that I go to is in Missouri. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. When I when I and, went to and, visit Aroa, I was able to visit Missouri and Illinois. Yeah, because hey, you know I, I, the airport was in Missouri. Yeah. I bet I bet Missouri's cool with you doing that. You know why? You know why, guys? Money. Because Missouri loves company. <laughs> Tip your waitresses. So Toyota is uh, playing with solar roof for its next electric car. Cool. Um, which I think is pretty neat. It says here the roof will add up to 56 kilometers of range a day. That's which neat as hell. Yeah, it is. So um, it looks fucking stupid. It looks so retarded. They'll, they'll work that out. 
Yeah, I would totally drive it. I don't care what it looks like. Uh, yeah, yeah, like free, free yeah. fucking gas. Okay, cool. So this is from TechSpot. It says here Toyota doesn't actually have an all-electric vehicle, um, but is currently experimenting with roofs on its Prius hybrid, with public public test starting later this month. Uh, yeah, but it's still is a hybrid. It's, still, still it's a, hybrid? a plug-in hybrid. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the company was previously focused on hybrids as a way to make use of limited battery production capacity and put more cars on the road. But if recent news is any indication, that strategy could be about to change. Hmm. Um, wow. It could supply 860 watts of power. Enough to charge the car while driving. That could be a game changer. It really could be. Um, because I think part of the problem with, with this idea is that you don't have enough surface area to get enough sunlight to actually charge while driving. So a lot of these ideas have been, oh, we're going to put a solar roof on the car, but it will like power the stereo. But it won't yeah, actually power the so car. So the AC can run all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's about 30, uh, by the way, the the 56.3 kilometer range that it says it should be able to get would be about 35 miles additional per day so that's, that's pretty good though that's not bad i i'm curious as to like what per like does that mean 12 hours of sunlight yeah or, how yeah. much sunlight are you getting because because and... like if it if it would add that like like say that's talking eight hours or, or even six hours of yeah. sunlight like how awesome would that be to like go to work park your car and it, it charges itself enough to drive you back home yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, my work is only two minutes away, so my battery would always oh, yeah. be charged. Um, it says the pilot project uh, is slated for later this month. We'll test how it, and it will test how it behaves in a range of weather and driving conditions. Um, has made a collaboration with Sharp and Japanese National Research Organization NEDO, the former uh, the manufacturer of the solar cells that are point. Zero three millimeters thick. Wow! Man, wow. Sharp is a Sharp is a company that no one ever really thinks about. Yeah, but they do think, some cool shit. Yeah, they're under the hood of a lot of stuff, like way more than we realize. A lot of Japanese companies are actually. It's, yeah, it's weird. Now you said also what national something? Did you say it was like a, like a national conglomerate or national industry? What was it? Uh, it was the Japanese National Japanese national... Research Organization. NEDA. Okay. Yeah. Just because I know national... New Energy and Industrial Technology Development Organization. What is no. in the background? Okay. Like, you just suddenly had a lot of noise in the background. Oh, I, I never turned my fan off. Oh, okay. Uh, it's worth noting that while these solar car efforts are laudable, Toyota faces competition from Hyundai and even startups such as Lightyear, who are working on a more visually appealing car. Good. Uh, with more I mean... capable... I don't care. I don't I care want how all my the car competition looks. for electric stuff. What? And, yeah. and, but see, see, I know you don't care, Nathan, but the key here is getting the general consumer to care. That's true. And they're not going to care unless it looks sleek and stylish. Yeah. Because but... trust me, I wish, how oh, I wish that car companies could continue making ugly vehicles in America. Yeah. Because oh, I could buy another Cube. <laughs> Did they stop making the Imagine... Cube already? They only make it in Japan. Imagine, uh, you know, you know. How and the weird those... thing is that they don't—they haven't updated the design since the cube I used to own. So, so here's like the, the deal: 
uh, and I think Earl can can attest to this. Uh, so many Japanese people own the cube. There are yeah. a bunch of them. There are so many it, of it's them. It's a fucking amazing looking car. I saw like, a lot of saw a lot of cubes over there. A lot of uh, Prius Cs. Yeah, Very so they yeah Prius C is the best looking Prius. Ev- looking everything, stuff. everything is miniaturized. All the cars are tiny. It's true. So like they have like, they have. Tr- I saw one American style truck, and I mean American style as in the um, the wheel was on the left side. Like oh, that's it w- weird. Yeah, I saw one of them when I was in Japan, but How and it like, was I, massive. I'm sorry. What was that? I mean, there's there's a there's a definite um, import business I know coming from Japan to America. So I can only assume that oh, yeah. there's and it's so some... cool too. Yeah, yeah, because you know, like okay. there there are websites, and, and I know this because I checked because I was like, can I get a new cube? I was gonna and say, I... Aro, if you want a weird little car, like there are so, like I think because it's 20 years, right? So now it's. No, it's, I think it's twenty five years. So, so but, Earl, I I have a question before you, uh, or, but but go on and talk. talk rant. Yeah, uh, but no. but I was gonna ask, when are you going to Japan next? Uh, September. So, uh, will you will you get me like a, a thousand few? packages of Mitsuya cider? <laughs> Not what the drink. That? It's a candy, and it is fucking delicious. <laughs> I want I can, all of them. If I can find it, I'll I'll try and pick you some up. They're only like a dollar a piece. I will pay you. Yeah. I will pay you two dollars per. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because there's an ABC Mart near my friend's house, so I'll just check there. Perfect. Um. And a Don 25, Quixote. Twenty-five years. What? Oh yeah. So there's a twenty-five year uh buffer on when you can import Japanese cars. Oh. Uh, so. Right now, like people have started to import these old, uh, these weird little, uh, what are they called? Key cars or K cars, the tiny ones that they have in Japan. So you get a tax break. So there's a guy in uh, Richmond, Virginia, which is about three hours from here, who's imported a bunch of those. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, Toyota Sentries, which is a dream car of mine. So honestly, Aro, you're, I mean, you're in Illinois. That's a pretty populous state. I'll bet you that if you do some digging, you could find like, a new weird little car that'll probably get really good mileage. Yeah, I, I'm, I like one of one of my one of my dream things would be to own uh, the initial D car. Oh, the eight six Trueno. Uh, yeah, um, which I have seen on there, and, and some of them are only like they're they're like eight or nine thousand imported. That's not terrible. That's not bad. And they're, and they're easy to maintain because they're just Corollas. Yeah, exactly. Like if if I if I was better with cars, I would I would highly. So so doing he, that. here's the thing that happened to Oro. He t- he talked about it on the podcast, but I don't know if you. Oh heard. yeah, you wouldn't know. Yeah. So do you want to just give him a brief summary of the story, Aroa? So okay. So basically, uh, a couple of like ten year old kids uh, went into my went into the, into the alley behind my house. And smashed up me and my wife's cars. Oh man! Uh, yeah, totaled both of them. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm sorry so, to hear that. Yeah, so that so like I I they my cube was worth a little over five thousand, and they did seventy five hundred dollars worth of damage to it. So, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so um, 
yeah, that was uh, that was fucking annoying. Yeah. And that's still not completely settled yet. But um, yeah, I had to buy I had to buy another car, and I ended up with a Nissan Rogue. And he, did, he made a mistake, honestly. I I think I think I did. To, to yeah. be perfectly honest, he bought um, a new car, Earl. It, it wasn't it wasn't new. Well, I mean, I've never was, bought it. It's a 2018. Yeah, it's it a was 2018. It had 30,000 miles on it. Oh, it was like but, a rental? Uh, yeah, it was actually. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good way to go, though. But yeah, it, it, um, I paid. I probably paid too much for it, and it's got a CVT transmission, so I've got to get rid of it before it hits like a hundred, hundred ten thousand, or mm. I'm going to be basically driving a time bomb at that point. Yeah. Right. Uh, like I'm not totally happy with how all of that worked out, but like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking I kind of want to, cause, uh, my one, what I really wanted whenever I was younger was a Cyan XB. You know, it's funny uh, when you said you'd drive a cube, I was like, ah, yes. The, uh, descendant of the toaster Scion. Yes. Yeah. And I drove like, one of those ones. They're fun cars. And since they're Toyotas, like I'd find, I think that they'd be uh, still pretty reliable. I want to say um, it uses the Yaris platform for parts. I have no idea. See, because I'm not carboy. I I don't uh, know anything about cars, so I, I changed I changed my oil for the first time about two weeks before the car got destroyed. <laughs> well, it's a you know build character. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm sorry to hear that though. That is really lousy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. And his wife had to get a car as well. So. What she yep. got? Uh, Hyundai Elantra. Huh? Elantra. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Those are nice cars, actually. And it was also an ex rental. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've driven I've rented those a few times. I'm I'm impressed with Hyundai now. They've done very good work. Yeah. That was so my my dad is a car boy and he recommended that that Hyundai is is one of the better ones. So yeah, I was like, does, yeah, okay. Don't does get it. Still have like the does it still have the warranty? Um, it's got. I think it. I think it still has a warranty up to like fifty k. That's and amazing. I don't. Pretty darn. I don't good. know if she took out the extended service plan or not, but mm -hmm. I don't think she did because she barely drives, so there wasn't much of a point. From my experience of like having friends that drive those, it they're just like you know Toyotas or Hondas. They're just reliable cars that they go. You know, that's what matters. Yeah, I so, I wish I would have gotten a Mazda though. Yeah, Mazda just won the uh they they just won the supercar race for the first time this nice. past week. Nice. Yeah, they, they've they they I I had a rental car for a week while I was trying to do something about that situation and. I drove a, a Mazda CX-5 that whole time, and okay. the ergonomics within the vehicle are some of the best that I've ever experienced. I know it's huh. it's very much like it looks like a white guy car, eh. like or like I a mean, white dad or or mom car. To I me. drive a Prius, so I'm not going to judge. Yeah, I can't really <laughs> say anything. <laughs> but like at the same time, there there's so there are so few car companies it seems that think about the interior. Uh, and not in terms of design, like from a, from an aesthetics perspective, but mm -hmm. from actual usability. And that that Mazda definitely did that. Nice. Uh, and that's something like I'm, I have missed with with uh, the the car that I have now. 
especially since you're supposed to be able to use the knobs to interact with Apple CarPlay, but the knob is on the opposite side of the console. So why would you ever do that? Why would they do it? (laughs) So anyway, so let's move on. Let's move on to Movie Pass. All right, more like Movie Passed Away. Hey, it's still alive. It's still alive, technically. Uh, the headline here so, is that it has temporarily shut, closed its doors. Claims big changes are coming. <clears throat> so, uh, we've talked about Movie Pass before. Movie Pass, uh, what, what it was like you get three free movies. Uh, was it a day back in the day? Like you could, or could you go how many? Originally, how many? it was you could go however fucking much you wanted. Okay, and so then like, what, they ten bucks was, a week or something, or ten bucks a month. It was, it was, it was ten dollars a month. Yeah, and you could go to however many movies you wanted, and you just had to use your Movie Pass card. Yeah, and it would charge the card. Um, yeah. um then they then changed it. They to changed like... it. It was three movies. I think it was three movies a month. Which is still, I mean, to be fair, ten dollars for three movies a month is pretty good. And I also, f- I, I feel like it was there was a subtle, like difference where it, it, if it was a new release. Then it was that, but if you went to like a matinee or something, um, then you could go to more of them. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, there was some. They had some weird shit in there because they were trying to scrape by with this unsustainable business model. Yeah. So it says here, MoviePass is best known for the service it once offered customers nigh unrestricted and unlimited access to as many movies as you can watch in theaters for a mere ten dollars a month. Unfortunately, such a service proved unfeasible in the long run, and MoviePass has been forced to pivot its business model quite a bit. Uh, The service is still around, but in a shadow of its former self. Not only has it lost the vast majority of its former user base, uh, but its current unlimited offering, which was only re-implemented after high demand, is a bit less appealing than it used to be. Um... It said it's been treated the ten dollar a month service that Movie Pass was built on. The price only applies if you subscribe to the hundred and twenty annual plan. Otherwise, you'll be paying fifteen dollars a month. For but but let's be fair, it's fifteen dollars a month for unlimited movies. So that's yeah. Well, uh, unlimited movies with Movie Pass reserving the right to limit ticket purchases based yes. on popularity and location. Yeah. Um. Uh, what what we've what we've already seen a better execution of this on is uh, uh, AMC, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, has a program that that is literally the same thing. It's just only for AMC theaters. Yeah, the unfortunate thing is there are no AMC theaters like anywhere near where I live. So that does suck. Every theater around here is AMC. Practically, we have, it's either AMC we have, or Werenberg. We have Regal, Regal Cinemas. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it like AMC had uh, this like stubs program or something beforehand where you earned rewards over time. And we- then once MoviePass started fucking up, uh, they, I guess, saw an opportunity and ended up having their own program where you paid like 10 bucks a month and got, I, was- I think, it, I think you were still limited to like three movies, but yeah. you also got like, I think, I think you got like a free medium popcorn or something. It was, it was, something, it was something, something nice. Like, that's the only way that anything like this is going to work, though. Is, is if you have to, yeah, you have to have the movie theaters or 
the studios, which <laughs> the Imperial no. is never going to work with you on anything. No. So you got to get the, the theaters to work with you. And MoviePass didn't do that. So, so I don't know really what they were even thinking. Because you can't just arbitrarily charge $10 a month and then just hope that nobody goes to see more than two movies in a month. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, like, like, a lot of people don't seem to realize that the only reason that the movie, like, industry maintains its increasing profitability is because ticket prices keep going up. Yeah. So, like, hell, there are some places we're going to going to one movie would already be more than what your movie pass subscription cost. So of course movie pass is going to lose money on this deal. Yeah, it was a bad idea, but uh, I wanted to say that we used to have, so we have a, a regal theater here. We used to have one that was called pilot butte theater. I, I think it was owned by the same people that the regal was owned by. Um, but the pilot butte one would show, like indie movies and more obscure movies. And so I actually really liked going to that one until they shut it down. That's where I saw, I wish we had an indie theater around here. That's where I saw in Bruges, um, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. You should watch it. Uh, and then, Oh, and don't watch it with kids because that's a lot of <laughs> cursing. Um, and then there was, uh, uh, curse of the golden flower, which I thought was hilarious. But uh, I don't know that one. I'll have to look it up. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, really good, and uh, I won't spoil anything from you. But the twist is funny. Um, so anyway, Movie Pass is going to do some big changes, but it hasn't said what they're what going bankrupt. <laughs> going bankrupt. <laughs> huge change. Actually, no, that's not a change. Um, <laughs> oh so yeah, it says, it's not. Yeah, it says Movie Pass seems to be aware of its current shortcomings because the company's website now claims that big changes are on the way. For the past several months, MoviePass has been working hard to improve our groundbreaking subscription service to ensure it meets the vision that we have for it. The site reads, we are temporarily not accepting new subscribers as we work on these improvements. Uh, it says, As we figure out how the fuck to make this an actually stable business. Yeah. It says, uh, until MoviePass finishes this maintenance period, as the company's official Twitter account refers to it, existing company customers will not be billed. <laughs> Uh, oh, we'll let you know when the service goes live again, and we'll be sure to cover any major improvements as a re uh, improvements it receives. Uh, so they're not taking, so they're shut down. Like you, if you have Movie Pass, you can't use it. That's or, what it sounds like. Yeah, that sucks. Hopefully they'll. Well, at least uh, they're not billing them in the meantime. Yeah, hopefully they'll get uh, better. But unfortunately, it does not look like movie pets. And cinema is already shut down, so which was their competitor. So uh, that sucks for them. Anyway, uh, I think that's our show for the the day, guys. Think I think that's it. You used to have movie pass, didn't you, Aroa? No, I don't oh, watch okay. movies. I oh yeah no, my friend Matt had it. My friend Matt had uh had movie pass. But now, now he doesn't have it, probably. And yeah, nobody does. Nobody has MoviePass. So anyway, uh, that's our show for the day. I want to thank Earl. And Earl, uh, what games did you play today? Ah, well, <laughs> I've been playing Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, and uh, Batman for the Game Boy. One of those games is good. 
Uh, yeah, Bloodstain's pretty good. Yeah, Batman, not not so much. No, uh, he's tiny and he has a gun. Yeah, he kills people. Batman, That's... he uses a gun. Yeah. Batman, he shoots people. Batman, he kills. Yeah, that's what he does because he's Batman. And Aroa, thank you for being here. Batman, I will see one or both or none of you next week. Probably. Oh prob- wait, that means Earl hasn't heard this. I'm a child.